Hello and welcome back to The Average Shepherd. My name is Father Sam French and thank you for joining me on this Sunday, the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And today's homily is called You Have Dignity. Today we are reading from the Gospel Luke chapter 3 verses 15 through 22. But those following in their Bible might notice that verses 17 through 20 dealing with unquenchable hellfire have been omitted. Uh, presumably to keep our focus on the positive message of baptism. So on that note, let us begin. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. A feeling of expectancy had grown among the people who were beginning to think that John might be the Christ. So John declared before them all, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming, someone who is more powerful than I am and I am not fit to undo the strap of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now when all the people had been baptized, and while Jesus, after his own baptism, was at prayer, heaven opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily shape like a dove. A voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. My favor rests on you. The Gospel of the Lord. We all love new things, whether it be new houses, new cars, new clothing, or in my case, my new priestly vestments. But at the end of the day, these things are more or less just variations on what has come before. We all know deep down in ourselves that the next iPhone is not going to turn our world upside down. It's just going to be the same thing again with a few variations and upgrades here and there. The same thing goes for our clothing, our cars, and yes, even our vestments. But what if there was a change, a change that truly rocked our world? Something new and unlike anything that had come before it. Something which could literally change our life infinitely for the better. We would, of course, want that thing above all. All else. The second reading today from Paul's letter to Titus reminds us that that very new thing has already happened for most of us, but we just need the spiritual vision to see it. St. Paul says, God, by means of the cleansing water of rebirth, has renewed us with the Holy Spirit, which he has so generously poured over us through Jesus Christ our Saviour. He did this so that we should be justified by his grace to become heirs looking forward to inheriting eternal life. In other words, our lives were changed infinitely for the better on the day of our baptism. Prior to baptism, we come into the world in a state of original sin. Original sin is not something that we committed but rather is something that we inherited as part of our human nature. Since the fall of Adam and Eve, original sin has left our human reason, our capacity to think straight, our imagination and our bodily senses more vulnerable to becoming disordered and corrupted by the world around us. In such a state, it is much harder for us to know the truths of the Christian faith and morals and to live our lives according to them. But when we are baptized, we are given new life, and spiritually speaking, everything changes for the better. In baptism, 
three main things happen to us. Number one, we are freed from this state of original sin. And the friendship with God, which was lost through the disobedience of Adam and Eve, is healed and restored. Second, if we're old enough to have committed any personal sins, they too are washed away in the waters of baptism by the grace of the Holy Spirit. Finally, we become members of the Catholic Church, and we enter into a sacramental community where we continue to grow in love of God through hearing the scriptures and receiving the sacraments, especially the Eucharist and reconciliation. In baptism, we have become a new creation, and each and every one of us enter into a totally new relationship with God. We hear this relationship described to us in today's gospel, when after Jesus is baptized, the heavens are opened, and God the Father says, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. When each of us were baptized, those same words were addressed to us by God. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. We might like to describe our personal identities in a million different ways, whether it be father, mother, brother, sister, friend, engineer, doctor, priest, artist, helper, etc., etc. But before any of those labels and roles, our identity at its deepest core is beloved son or beloved daughter of God. On this reality, our entire Christian dignity rests. Through baptism, we are brought into this new family relationship with God, a relationship that gives new meaning to every moment of our lives. Becoming a beloved son or daughter of God through the gift of baptism can open for us an entirely new perspective on life. A great example of this from fiction is the example of Jean Valjean in Victor Hugo's novel Les Miserables. In the book, Jean Valjean finds shelter from the cold in the house of a Catholic bishop. The bishop welcomes him in and he cares for him by giving him a warm meal. But then when the bishop falls asleep, Jean Valjean decides to take advantage and to steal the silverware. He's very soon caught by the police and he falsely claims that the bishop gave him the silverware. They of course don't believe his story and trembling he is brought back to the bishop knowing that his life is surely over. But something amazing happens. The police tell the bishop that Valjean claims he was given the silverware. To which the bishop responds, Yes, and I'm glad he's returned, since I also gave him the candlesticks, but he forgot to take them. Jean Valjean's life is changed forever, and he can never be the same man again. The bishop transformed his heart, first through forgiveness, and then love and recognition. From that day forward, Jean Valjean dedicates his life to doing good for others. Well, in baptism, God does the same thing for us. He forgives us our sins, and he pours his love onto us and into us, acknowledging us as his own children, his beloved sons and daughters. By loving us, God gives us the strength and the will 
to love others in the same manner. Now, all of this sounds very good, but for some of us, there just might be times when the Christian life feels utterly boring. We seem to be going around and around in circles. We come to Mass, but we feel uninspired. We try to pray, but we feel alone. We hear church teaching, but struggle to understand and accept it. On top of this, we're busy and tired, and we're just worried about so many other things. Our heart desires newness and change, something to break through the monotony and revolutionize our life. It's a bit like a spiritual midlife crisis, and it can lead us into the dangerous waters of either giving up on the faith entirely or looking for fulfillment in other unhealthy outlets. But if we're looking for newness in our Christian life, we don't have to go searching all over the place in strange and uncharted waters. Rather, we should ask God to open our eyes to the incredible gift he has already given to us in our baptism, to meditate on the fact that God, the creator of the universe, not only loves us personally, individually, and intimately, but he has adopted us as his own beloved sons and daughters in baptism. The entire Christian life of faith is our personal response to that love. But given our human weakness, we can easily lose sight of this incredible reality. The best way for us to remember this message is to intentionally and prayerfully make the sign of the cross daily and regularly throughout the day. When the priest poured water on our head, we were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Every time we repeat that action, we are recalling the mystery of our baptism, where we were made members of the church, we were washed clean of our sin, and we were brought into intimate relationship with God as his beloved sons and daughters. At the end of this homily, when we make the sign of the cross again, let us be reminded of that life-changing gift of our baptism and the incredible love that God has for each and every one of us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that by water and the Holy Spirit, you have bestowed upon us, your children, the forgiveness of sin and have raised us to the new life of grace. Sustain us, O Lord, in your Holy Spirit. Give us an inquiring and discerning heart, the courage to persevere, a spirit to know and to love you, and the gift of joy and wonder in all your works. We ask this in your holy name, through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit. God bless you, and I'll see you next time.